Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Man, oh man, oh man. What a show we got today. This thing's ridiculous. Hotter than Holly Sanders in Death Valley. Good Lord, Josh Mankiewicz. How'd we get him? Yeah, that Josh Mankiewicz, the guy from uh, Dateline, that reporter who just uh, gives you that eyebrow raise and the smirk and you know you're going to jail, that guy, he's my guest today. Yeah, he must have thought this was a legitimate news podcast, but we got him. And then, of course, I'm going to be doing all kinds of stuff, man. I got the update. Of course, uh, sponsored by uh, Fertilitini's, the testosterone-boosting Martini Alovich from Italy. And I got to, ooh, we're going to give Josh Mankiewicz uh, a fiery four. He's going to have to handle some sports questions. And then, of course, Advice Corner. Now, that you're going to want to listen to if you want to get into journalism because that Josh Mankiewicz guy, 30-year career plus more than that, we're going to find out a bunch of stuff from him. And then, of course, uh, he's going to give me a pop quiz. I'm pretty sure he's coming up with it off the top of his head because uh, I found out, I did some research, he went to a place called Haverford College. You know, that's got to be eggheads. They don't even have a football team there. That, that, that's one heck of a show. I'm telling you, man, oh, man, oh, man, that's a show. Hey, uh, speaking of something that's hot, how about True Car? How about these people at True Car? This is unbelievable. Uh, what they do, and the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth or listen to that tease I just did, you can get a true cash offer. That's right, 60 seconds. That's ridiculous. You can do it from your smartphone or your, uh, your laptop at home. Anyway, you just go to True Car, enter your license plate number, watch how your car details just pop right up on the screen, all colorful and graphics and stuff like that. Answer a few questions. You're going to get an accurate true cash offer from a local true car certified dealer. That easy. After that, you bring your car in. They'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions, get the answers you need. There are zero surprises. Then simply leave with your check or, hey, Trade in your car for a new ride. Why not? So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. They're as hot as today's episode of Play With Pain. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! How are we everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, look out, no BS, bonafide newsman in the room from NBC's Dateline, Josh Mankiewicz. First, let me thank the folks that sponsor this podcast for real True Car for all your car buying needs. Pluto TV, that's streaming TV, folks. And betonline.ag, Podcast One's trusted partner in all things gaming. And of course, hey, if you like my show here on Podcast One or PC One Sportsnet or whatever we're calling it now, uh, you're going to love AJ Benza. Ooh, famous a bitch on Podcast One. Join the gossip columnist as he gives his unfiltered opinion. Biggest scandals with his insider perspective on the lives of who's who in Hollywood and his whole big tough guy demeanor. And you know, I don't think it's just demeanor. Download new episodes of Fame as a Bitch every week with A.J. Benza on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Okay, big show. Got an update. Got Josh Mankiewicz. Got Advice Corner, Fiery Four, Pop Quiz. 
Coming right at you. And as always, before we get to Mr. Manko, it's time for the Waterhouse Update. Brought to you by tea. When there's no other choice but scalding water, try tea. NBA playoffs. Tension thicker than Gary Busey's brain fog. Game 7, Portland wins. Denver crowd quieter than the deaf interpreter on a golf broadcast. Blazers take on Golden State. Houston exited quicker than thug number three in a Vin Diesel movie. Milwaukee like a dog who smells bacon grease in your beard. They just keep coming at you. Celtics will star in a new series, The Real Housewives of Boston Garden. Toronto sneaks past Philly. Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater scraped more iron than the Merrimack. Frank Vogel gets the Lakers job only after white smoke comes from LeBron's chimney. Job was turned down by John Calipari, Tyron Liu, Whoopi Goldberg, and Netflix chief Ted Sarandos. Oh, that's an outside shot there. Jason Kidd hired to be Vogel's assassin. I mean assistant. That NBA update brought to you by Spelling Bees. The bees that don't just make honey, they pronounce it phonetically and ask for it to be used in a sentence. NHL playoffs down to four teams. Boston, St. Louis, and two towns somewhat unaware they have hockey teams. Carolina Hurricanes getting pummeled like a French rom-com against the Avengers. San Jose Sharks forcing Silicon Valley to watch something other than the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk space race to the death. Golf! PGA Open moved from August to this week because August is just too hot for golfy boopsies. That item brought to you by Miserati, the Jewish sports car. Baseball! F South American as Apple empanadas. Boston manager Alex Cora avoided the White House like Trump avoids Puerto Rico. Red Sox win five in a row like Lazarus. Back from the dead. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1875, the place Chicago, Illinois, the first ever shutout in baseball history. Cubs over St. Louis, one zip, although they almost lost when a fan down the left field line, Gustavus Bartman, interfered with a fly ball. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by KafkaAsk.com. Ask any question and get a befuddling answer at KafkaAsk.com. All right, before we launch, uh, it's uh, beginning of May. It's crazy time. NBA playoffs. You got Milwaukee pounding away. I think they're, they're, uh, they're going to wind up against Golden State. You got NHL playoffs. I like St. Louis. I like Boston. You got Major League Baseball. Other Brewers for real. And more, simply put, there's a ton of action. Only one place has you covered and one place we trust here at Podcast One PC One Sportsnet, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST. Cast one for a 50% welcome bonus. Man, oh man, oh man, Portland out of nowhere in the NBA playoffs. What about the NHL? San Jose Sharks making it for real. Major League Baseball Rays and the Twins off to killer starts. Bet whatever you want and bet in-game action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in now. Don't forget to use that promo code PODCAST1 or text BET now to 238 238- 669 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And finally, now it's talk time. My guest today, great reporter, journalist, and master of the dry smirk, 
Josh Mankiewicz. Josh, how are you today? Great to be here. Quite an honor to have someone with a legitimate job in broadcasting here in the studio with me. I, I, I'm 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 a bit taken aback. Well, I uh, first of all, uh, the uh, back in the 1800s, the that fan was also named Barton. Yes, odd. What? That, that's a coincidence. But you know something? Good reporting. Uh, tip of the cap to the Chicago Flyer, which I believe was the city paper of Chicago in 1875, <laughs> for Scra- digging deep. Scraped more iron than the Merrimack. <laughs> Thank you. No. That was my favorite. Yeah. I always try to guess the athletic body type of my uh, of my uh, of my guest. I'm going to say you have the athletic body type of a pretty good regional billiards champion. Thank you. Like maybe Midwest? Oh yeah. Maybe like the St. Louis area somewhere in there. Let me just say my ancestors invented the pierogi. So, <laughs> so that should tell you everything you need to know. Someone had to taste test it for God's exactly. sake. And that was you born in Berkeley? Born in Berkeley, yes. Uh, were you raised there too? No, my uh, my dad was in law school there at the time. I was raised here in Los Angeles. Wow. And then uh, and then uh, we went to Peru for a couple of years because my dad was in the Peace Corps. Peru the country. Peru the country, yes. Man, on that, that one. Not Peru, Indiana. No, no, no. no, no the Peru, Peru, the one in South America. Because I've called events in Peru, Indiana. Yeah, have you been there? It's not exotic. No, um, uh, Peru. Um, uh, the country wasn't exotic then either. But, no, uh, that had to be wild. It was uh, sort of uh, developing at the time. How long did you spend there? A couple of years. Yeah, it was little. How old were you? Seven through eight. Wow. Seven to eight, yeah. That's kind of an impressionable uh, age. Well, it was It was, uh, It was. was the first time I ever saw homeless people, because you weren't going to see that in Los Angeles. No, at the time. No, 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 back yeah. then, yeah. Uh, and... Um, uh, it was a. It was definitely eye opening, and I learned to speak Spanish there. Did you uh, retain it? Some, not as much yeah. as I wish I had. Yeah. Uh, and then I. And then we moved to D.C. So I mostly grew up in. Oh, D.C. brother, from Peru to D.C. Yeah. Man, to talk about bringing them up from the miners. Yes, exactly. For a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Nation's yeah. capital and Haverford College. Yes. The Fords. The Fords. Yes. The worst nickname ever. Ever. Ever, it's so ever, bad. ever. <laughs> That's like calling Iowa the was. Well, yeah, I mean, Haverford exactly. Fords. Yeah. I, I say when we were there, I'm like, why aren't why aren't we the Ords or the Erds? I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. we find any animal? I mean, my high school was the Grasshoppers. That's brilliant. Now, I mean, that may not be great, but it beats the Fords. No, the Grasshoppers is great. They should have wound up in uh, some sort of a interstate rivalry with uh, the Fall Creek Crickets from Wisconsin. <laughs> I think we played them. Yes. Uh, you might have. Yeah. And then there's uh, my favorite in Wisconsin is the Clintonville Truckers. Well, that's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. But the the, uh, the Grasshoppers, that's a good one. What's the high school? Uh, Georgetown Day in Washington, D.C. Oh, there you go. The Grasshoppers. Yeah, the Grasshoppers. Wow. But we got that name because... Uh, one of the teachers was also a part-time sculptor, and he had a large sale while I, we were in school of all of his sculptures, like on a weekend <laughs> or something, and a bunch of them sold. The one that didn't sell was a grasshopper. So he gave it to the and school. And that sat in, in the lobby unsold for a very long time until it just became sort of associated with us. That's how we got the name. By default. Yes. By sculptor default, your high school nickname. Man, that's a first. So now, uh, what's your greatest athletic moment? Could have been in Peru. Could have been uh, Could have been at Haverford. Yeah. Uh, could have been yesterday. Uh, well, it wasn't yesterday. No. Because um, uh, you know these dateline, I sometimes I'm guessing. I don't know the, the ins and outs, but it seems like sometimes you have to run. 
at a fast speed if you're a there dateline is, there reporter. There is some of that. Yeah. 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 you yeah. got to get out fast. Um, uh, I think my greatest athletic achievement was one of the uh, – uh, I was in the more uh, managerial or player personnel department. Uh, I was the captain of my intramural football team flag football team when I was at Haverford. And traditionally, the seniors, Haverford didn't have an intercollegiate team. It was too small school. Yeah, yeah. For so, football. But they for got football. Like, some other things. Fencing yeah. and yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we were that. huge in fencing. Uh, and uh, we dominated in fencing. Sure. Um, um, you actually stabbed people. Both foil and whatever the other one was. Yeah. And they grasshopped them. Yeah. Boom! And, uh, uh, and so I, traditionally, the Intramural League was won by the seniors. And I knew that. But when I became a sophomore... I decided that I would go recruit all the people in my class who had played high school football. Smart. And I found, and of course, that I was not, I also figured that was the only way I was ever going to be on a good team because <laughs> sure. I, I was not particularly a great athlete. You were, you were in the, uh, 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 what was the guy's name, Billy Barty? What was it? I can't remember his name. Oh, you're Billy Bean. Yeah, Billy, Billy Bean, Bean. yeah. Yes. You're analytics. I was. You, I, were on, you were all over analytics I was, in like I was a money, money ball. I was way ahead of that. Yeah. So I got all these guys, and they were pretty good. And so sophomore year, we won that league, and the seniors were quite astonished. It was good. Maybe <laughs> astonished meaning drunk and pissed. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Now, did they try to uh, assault you physically, the oh, no, seniors? Because that was back when they still no, tried to do it. No. Haverford, nobody assaulted oh, anybody. They just gave each other, you know, difficult Greek things to learn. <laughs> they just handed you their, yeah. their lawyer dad's card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was not a lot of beating up at Haverford. <laughs> we will find trouble for you. No, no beating up at Haverford. No. And uh, um, that uh, recruiting tip... Brought to you by Conundrums, the drum set no one can figure out. Now, listen, uh, what's the pro teams? Are you a D.C. guy? Do you hold those roots? No, I was, a, uh, I was a Rams well, LA, fan. Probably, yeah, I was a sure. Rams fan growing up. It, that was the only, the only sport I ever followed. And then they left, and I sort of felt kind of jilted. So I didn't follow them when they were in St. Louis. Of course, yeah. they were much better then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was with them through thick and thin here in L.A. Mostly thin. Yes, mostly thin. Did you catch? Well, you caught the tail end of oh, maybe no, Roman I, Gabriel. I, I, I started with... With Roman Gabriel, and then I was there for all the years in which they changed quarterbacks every year. Yeah, and, uh, and this is I, the story of every Rams fan. That's right. I started with Roman Gabriel. And then, yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. the arc. That's and the then, dramatic arc for the TV And then when movie. they turned to crap, I was there, <laughs> and I I suffered through a lot of like you know four and twelve seasons. Um, but I had a little difficulty reconnecting when they came back. I'm not quite as big yeah. as a fan as I, when I was when I lived in New York when I was at CBS. You know, there was no. Uh, there was no direct TV. There was no NFL package. So if you lived in New York, you could only see the Giants or the Jets on TV. Right. I used to go in the office oh, on the brother. weekends and have CBS Master Control find the Rams game and put it on my desk. Wow. And then I would watch. I would sit at my office. That's my impressive. Desk in the newsroom. That's how big a fan you I was. You had your own Netflix. And then the one time. time when I turned fifteen, I was here in Los Angeles. We lived in D.C., but I was here in Los Angeles visiting my grandmother. And on my 15th birthday, there was a knock at the door. My grandmother said, you should open it. And I opened the door, and there was Deacon Jones with a copy of his autobiography, which he gave to me, which I still have. I'd like to think that was organized by someone in your family. By my dad. But knowing Deacon, he might have just been going door to door. No, it was by my dad. Oh, that's impressive. Yes. And you come from a, a hallowed Hollywood family. Yes. Uh, your brother, Ben... He's all over TBS with the movie stuff. He is the he's the host of Turner Classic Movies. All right. Now, as a uh, journalist, though, yes. you, yes. Uh, have you done the investigation? Is he soft on anything Mankiewicz <laughs> that comes across the desk? 
Yeah, he's uh, he. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see him on the other end of your Dateline smirk. Yeah, I would. I'd like that. Would be. I should yeah. thrill him about. Something, <laughs> I think right? so. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's pretty well cut out for that job. I would say. Uh, you know, we sort of grew up watching movies and talking about them. Yeah, he's um, been a bit of an older soul. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's the he's the right guy for that job. I mean, I, I uh, when he got that job, you know, which was I don't know, almost fifteen years ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, I remember saying to him, listen, if you don't listen to anything else I ever say, and parenthetically, you will not, <laughs> yeah. uh, do not screw this up because this is a job you're going to have forever. Right, right. And yeah. you were right on that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when did you know that you might go like uh, journalism and he's going to go entertainment? Or he, he was a journalist, too. He went to Columbia Journalism School, um, and he was a reporter in both. Uh, Are they good there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the New York Columbia. Yeah. 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 No, not, this is not the Columbia uh, School for Broadcasting, right, 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 where right. I think you went. That, yeah, well, they were actually they didn't right. Not affiliated with CBS no, no, or no. any other. I did a mail order course That's through right. Columbia because they did not want me on campus. Uh, so, <laughs> which I understand. Uh, so, yeah. uh, no, my brother was a journalist too. He was a, a reporter in South Carolina and in Miami, and then he came out here, and then he Whoa. got then he got the Turner job. Hang on, Mankiewicz in South Carolina. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that's double dues down yes, there. That was that's thick. Hard working. <laughs> that's yeah. Hard the low country, as they call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Low Country, right? <laughs> so yeah. he was—I think he—he he was very happy there. He worked at the CBS station there. That's impressive. I, I wanted to do this like forever. I never wanted to do anything else. Why? I'm very lucky. I mean, I was interested in you know I was, uh, I watched you know Vietnam and Watergate and the civil rights movement on on the TV like starting at about you know seven or eight years old, and we watched we watched Walter Cronkite every night at dinner. Like for fifteen years, yeah. and then after it was over, I mean, we sat in silence while CBS supplied the soundtrack to dinner. And then when it was over, my dad would turn the TV off, and then we'd have a little discussion about what had just happened. On wow, the you had to break it down. Yeah, so you were the first panel show. That's right. Was at the Mankiewicz so, house. So, uh, so it's not terribly surprising that I was interested in that business, which yeah. I have been for a long time. Yeah, that's impressive. And that was back when I uh, think you could kind of, there wasn't as much technology, so you could, the country could kind of unite. You knew when all three networks were broadcasting the same thing. Uh oh, this is important. Well, I mean, you know, and now the, it's the, so scattered. I mean, the number that I mean, every night Cronkite got like thirty, thirty-three percent of the audience. That's like the Friends finale every yeah, night. Every night, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Vince Lombardi of broadcast. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt. Now this Lester Holt guy, he's uh, gone pretty far for robotics. <laughs> Because really, he works. That is not true. Seven seconds in an episode, he works. He first of all, he and I go back all the way to 1986 when we both worked at the CBS station in New York City. And one of the great things about Lester is he was a wonderful, sweet guy then, and a great coworker, and he still is. He's still an absolute pleasure to to work with. Worst story you worked on with him. Uh, I we, we were reporters. Different, I never, yeah, different yeah, I mean, we did different things. But he was he worked on the eleven o'clock news, and he was a big star. He yeah, was pretty, he's a big guy. He was pretty clearly going places. I was the uh, Long Island correspondent, uh, <laughs> sure. which meant that I was covering other you know, things. Even then, I might take I'd probably take Long Island over the Low Country of South Carolina. Uh, uh, as a it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. Ben Ben was pretty happy in South Carolina. That's impressive. Ben was pretty yeah, happy that's, there, a, that's a guy who knew. They do, a, they do have amazing food in the low oh, country. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, they find things. They have to eat uh, what they have, uh, but then they cook it in a manner where you're, you're pounding it, and then uh, don't ever ask. 
because 20 minutes in, you go, this is unbelievable. What is it? And they go, worms. And you go, all right. Man, that's, <laughs> I don't know that that's some true. kind of garlic yeah. etouffee thing. It's good, though. So listen now, yeah. the eyebrows. Do you do yeah. exercises for them? Or what? I do, yeah. I yeah. do 10 on the right, 10 on the left every morning. <laughs> every morning, yeah. first thing. Yeah. You have to. Now, how do you know when you got you kind of got someone in your sights on Dateline? Well, because, I mean, everybody's lying. I mean, that's the thing, <laughs> right? I mean... I mean, hey, that tip brought to you by Porn on the Cob, Iowa's number one adult store, and Kaleidoscope Eye Drops. Don't just get the red out, enter a magical world. Everyone is lying. I love it. I mean, it is kind of true. I so mean, you kind of go on with that mindset. You, you figure they're probably hiding something. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, these are, these are at their, at their, at their root, these are terrible, terrible stories of things that happen to people. One of the things that's good about them is that you do see stories of just tremendous strength and perseverance. And you also see, you know, law enforcement at its absolute best. I mean, right. uh, you know, I mean, Joseph Wambaugh, who sort of began writing police novels while he was an LAPD sergeant, it used to say that the stories that he was interested in were not the ones about how the cops worked on the cases. They were the stories of how the cases worked on the cops. Ah. That's also true of us at Dateline. Like the stories we do are the ones where the you know the guy won't let the file go, even though he gets transferred out of homicide, right, or right. you know he retires, but he still takes the file home at night and makes a yeah. copy of it. And so we love doing those stories, and we also see families who you know go from their worst moment ever to a place of. Becoming this like incredible advocate for for truth right. and justice yeah. for them. So those are very sort of encouraging things to see. As much as like you also see some of the worst things that people do to yeah, each other. Yeah. Now is there just a little? Uh, is there a little foot pedal in your tummy that goes liar like instantly? You probably yeah, come on. You got twenty years, the- you, thirty years experience. You must know. You must have a pretty good instinct. You're almost, probably batting 900. Almost all parties to every case are sort of, you know, shading things in their direction at some point, you know. Um, I mean, certainly even when you're talking to the prosecutor, they're making their case sound as strong as they possibly sure. could, you know. And by the time you actually sit down with the uh, with the bad guy, which happens every now and then because their right. attorneys want them to talk, right. you know, by the time they're with us, they're already on their best behavior. I mean, they're, oh, they're, yeah, it's very yeah, rare yeah. that – I mean, well, I did have one guy sort of threaten to pound me. But, but most of the time, like, they're trying to convince us – this is all a mistake. I'm a terrific guy. You know, this is just, a, you know, my wife's family is out to get me, and sure, I had nothing yeah. to do with and this. And My first wife's family is out to she get was, me. They were also out to get me. My, my former dead girlfriend's family is out right, to get me. Right, they're all in league, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and you know, I can't catch a break is sort of the, the message there. So, I mean, you have to kind of wade through that when you're doing an interview. That's impressive. Now, this Keith uh, Morrison guy. Yeah, do- dominating television. Yeah. Now, d- does he talk like this all the time? Oh, oh, yes, he does. Because uh, I mean, if you go out to dinner with a guy and he's like, "The shrimp etouffee looks good, but dessert lurks around the corner." What to make of the furrowed eyebrow of our Somali? Hey, shut up and order, Keith. We're hungry. Does he, does he just do that? Oh no, he says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have the etouffee, or will I?" <laughs> Got to be stopped. Oh, yeah. But he can't be stopped. No, he's... Uh, Might be contained, that maybe. Is, That's that, is, that is who he is. That is not some persona he puts on for television. That is Keith. He talks like that, he writes like that, and he's like that in person. So when did they... You must have been there when they figured out this isn't a detriment 
This is a good thing. It's it's uh, like uh, like Tommy Helms when he held his bat like 18 feet over his head and people were going to change him. And then they went, wait, he's batting 323. Let him go. Or when Frank Crossetti changed his batting stand so he could see around his nose. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Here's a man who, knew, who knows my Italian roots. Yes. So, uh, uh, look, I mean, you know, we Dateline's been on. This is, I think, our 27th year. Impressive. We are the longest-running primetime show on NBC. Wow. Uh, and they just announced today, fortuitous that I am here today, they just announced today that starting in the fall, we're going to be two hours every Friday from 9 to 11 Eastern and Pacific time. In, in previous years, we would have been one hour, and occasionally we would get a two-hour when like something else right, yeah, yeah. failed or wasn't ready or... Sure, when, they, when there was a groundskeeper right. who had so. mysterious information at the 11th hour. <laughs> Two-hour special! So, so Get now, the editors back in their base! So now everything this. they're all going to be two hours starting in the fall. Wow! Which is a lot of fun. You think so? Yeah. A lot of work, though, too. It is, but it, the telling a two-hour story is a blast. Really? Yeah. Because you got an arc. You got a story arc. Absolutely. And, and you, you throw out the red herrings. I love that phrase. That is uh, the, the, the storytelling. You know, we, we try to keep the story on one side because the stories are very sad and they're very real. The storytelling you can have some fun with, in which yeah, you kind of yeah. lead people around corners. And, right. You know, if somebody else was a suspect, which they usually were at one point or another, you talk about that even though you know, you know, ultimately they're going to be exonerated. That brought to you by Red Herrings. It's a service station that has nothing to do with fish. And car titlite loans. Oh, I don't know. That's car title loans. Ah, damn it. That one's half price. That's only $7.50 for that ad. Damn it. Car titlite. That one screws me up every time. All right, listen to me. I got a bona fide big-time journalist with me. Time for Advice Corner. Actual takeaway from the great Josh Mankiewicz. Watch Dateline on NBC's going to two hours like, uh, when is it, this fall? In the fall. But right now, 10 o'clock, Fridays, uh, Eastern and Pacific. All right, I'm asking you questions uh, because I got some listeners who might uh, want actual advice instead of the crap I dole out. Okay, let me just say, but just talking about spotting lies, that's very hard to believe. What's that? That there are listeners who want advice. Oh, Oh, no, no, that's real. Oh, yeah, yeah. They call up and say, hey, could you can your crap? (laughs) Pass out a little useful information. All right, question number one. Quick tip for staying patient with uh, while you're questioning somebody. When you know they're kind of throwing a a load of crap at you and you're digging. Well, first of all, you ask the really mean questions at the end of the interview in case, uh, you know, so that at least you'll have gotten most of the interview done in case they want to rip off their mic and run away. Oh, yeah, good television. Right, so you don't really, you don't crush them right away at the beginning. Also, also, a lot of every interview, you're just trying to get information from people, so you really just want to hear what they have to say. So let them talk. That's good. Let them talk. I got to try that. When do you know (laughs) you've got something good? When is there a story? Ah, You're telling me earlier, producers bring you a story, but still, your gut, that uh, reporter gut when you go, ooh, this one could be special. Well, you know, the stories that we love are ones in which there are a lot of uh, different avenues that police end up going down. I mean, when the story is, you know, husband and wife seem perfectly happy and then she's dead and he doesn't have an alibi. Well, if it turns out it's him, that's not such a great story. No. If it turns out it's not him, then it's a terrific story. And we always look for stories like that. All right. Best travel tip. Mm, join uh, uh, front load your uh, airline miles with one airline so at, really? least, at least you'll be treated well by somebody <laughs> or as well as they can treat exactly. you exactly
How do you keep two tracks going in your brain? Because sometimes I know you got to be talking convincingly to to do an interview subject while uh, yeah, while at the same time you're thinking, okay, I got I got to find a way into the I got to get them to open up a little bit. Well, you I mean you usually interviews you sit down and sort of war game it a little bit beforehand. Like we're going to talk about this and this and this, and at some point they're going to have to answer this question. But there's no substitute for sort of listening, and you know. The interviews generally go where people take them, and you can sort of – some people go off on tangents, and you have to, like, literally like say, okay, well, good. Now, again, what happened on Tuesday night? Well, my mom would have exhausted you. Yeah. She would have finally – you would have ripped off your mic and left the interview. <laughs> That's how many tangents my mom could have gone down. Best way to wind down for a, for a, a Dateline reporter. Um, what do you do? Will you go back to the Bombay Bicycle Club and pound down a few? Yeah, sure. I'm that's, figuring. Yeah, you're, I'm figuring you're in, in, and you're never, you're rarely in giant metropolitan areas. No, I usually just come home, go over to Keith's house, and buff his car. <laughs> well, that's one way to get the aggression out. Yeah. <laughs> Best single piece of advice to any prospective journalism students right now: Learn to write. Oh, like uh, doesn't matter on what, just learn the actual skill of telling some kind of story. Yes. Wow, that's impressive. That advice corner brought to you by U Drive, the app that lets you rent your own car to take you wherever you want to go. That is that. Now listen to me. Uh, it's time. Are you ready for this? This is a big segment. These are the these are the sports headlines. Fiery four. The fiery four. These are sports takes. Hotter than the cheerleading scandal episode of Dateline. I've got that one still on. Uh, on you, you saved that on DVR? Yeah, yeah, I did. I've got it on the VCR tapes, too. Right. Yeah, that was a good one. You can freeze frame a cut. Well, I'll forget it. Uh, fire number one. <laughs> I can, I'll get a hashtag trouble if I go down that tangent. Should college athletes get paid and should they get paid more than you? Oh, this is for me to answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't know any of this stuff. Uh, I don't think college athletes should get paid. No, no. You, you think the degree is, well, you're a Haverford guy. What do you care Yeah, about? well, our guys, yeah. we, we they, were already, they were already working probably they were already in Wall in, Street. They were already in law school by yeah. the time they showed up, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking a Haverford yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the college field lacrosse team should get paid. Yeah, I think we should actually make those guys go to class, though. I, I liked it better when the students actually... Played in the games. Yeah, student athlete. When yeah, they, when, yeah. And the student part was uh, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere uh, in there. Somewhere on some side of the slash. Right. Either side of the slash. Fire number two. Who's winning the NBA championship? Uh, clearly Toronto after that last minute shot. You think so? You think they got the mojo? Uh, I I absolutely do. Yes. I, I watched that. Milwaukee's going to spank him like a Japanese businessman at a Dutch brothel. That's what I think. All right. While I'm digesting that, I just want to say that I've seen that game-winning <laughs> shot like about 35 times. It's now. ridiculous. Yeah. That is a ridiculous shot. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, boom, boom, boom. That is. Uh, they could. That could propel them. 41 points. Yeah, ridiculous. Right. But then you got to think, Golden State. They got like three of those guys. Well, how do you stop Golden State? Right. I don't, I mean, know. Like, I don't know how anybody. No, you does, can't. Steph right? Curry's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like some kind of pinball game when he's out there. Yeah. It ain't even basketball. It's closer to auto racing. Fire number three. Out of all the news people you work with, who would make the best sportscaster? Mm, out of all the news people I work with, uh, well, I mean, uh, God, 
Keith doesn't know anything about sports. I know that. Um, Andrea, yeah, definitely knows sports. She's from Canada. She knows hockey. Oh yeah, they know. Right? Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, she can handle it. Yeah, yeah, she can. She can pretty much do it all. She said she's she's had like nine kids or something. Wow. I, I mean, literally, she's had five, and she's about to have her sixth. Boy, she is from Canada. Yeah. yeah. And finally, fire number four. Will we have derby-like controversy in the Preakness worthy of a Josh Makowitz Dateline investigation? I think that's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. That was crazy. Yes. People standing around in the mud like overdressed pig farmers. That was wild. It is nice to see people, you know, with expensive hats (laughs) standing around in the mud. That's (laughs) Yeah, you pay money for that. Yeah, that is true. That Fiery Four brought to you by Gunga Dan's. For really mild Indian food, try Gunga Dance. Now, I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. Uh, three questions uh, by any chance. If you do, I can give you a minute and uh, read an ad. Why don't you read an ad? I'll think I'm of three read questions. An, and they, hey, they can be, uh, they can be, uh, uh, they can be anything you want. They could literally be uh, uh, sports. They could be music. They could be news. They could be all Keith Morris. They could be any questions you want. Right. Three of them. Uh, take a moment. Uh, I'm going to read uh, uh, an ad while, while you uh, while you take your time and get those together. Right. And then just three. And uh, you should know, I am now four for 63 on pop quizzes. <laughs> I generally start bad, and it goes downhill from there. I understand. All right. Hey, folks, uh, yeah, listen to me. I don't know how many devices you have, and I mean electronic devices, things that can broadcast things. I don't mean like toasters and waffle irons. And, uh, you know, sometimes you use that battery charger on your uh, car, uh, you know, test your battery, see if it's got juice. Yeah, not that. I'm talking about screens. I am talking about your phone, your iPad, your computer, stuff like that. Now you can watch TV for free on any of those devices with Pluto TV. All you got to do, download Pluto TV for free. It's completely legal and super easy. We don't even ask you for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up. Understand? All you got to do is download this app, Pluto TV, and boom! You are watching Kawhi Leonard 73 times on your phone at a funeral. You can do what you want. You see what I'm saying? Download Pluto TV for free on all your favorite devices, all your streams, the whole thing. Your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStations, anywhere else you stream, including your laptop. Doesn't matter. Get Pluto TV for all your TV viewing needs. You are going to thank me. All right. Hey, hang on. We got a, we got another uh, a time killer here. I, I got a theme song for a, for a, a pop quiz. Right, pop, pop quiz. Yeah. I, have, uh, I expect that. On a, I expect an expose on that on Dateline. Pay a lot of money for that one. <laughs> As you can tell, we don't have a lot of money around here. Okay, fire away, pop quiz. Josh Mankiewicz, noted newsman from Dateline, grilling me, Chet Waterhouse. Let's see what we got. Who were the original anchors of Dateline? The original anchors of Dateline. Wow, I'm going to go John Chancellor. And I am going to go Connie Chung. The very good guess. Yeah, but very wrong, good. Wrong. Uh, no, neither one. The original yeah. anchors were Stone Phillips. Oh yeah, that and, guy. And Jane Pauley now. Oh, now, I was close. Now on Sunday morning. Jane Pauley, uh, yeah, and uh, Connie Chung interchangeable there for a while. Not uh, not looks wise, but uh, uh, the they had a uh, they were the uh, back when back when they were. Uh, I'm going to get. 
trouble here, but I'll say it anyway. Back when they would go, we need a uh, America's sweetheart, uh, who's also a good news person. That's Jane. Yeah, that's Jane, but then also Connie. But that's also Connie. Yeah, yeah. see what I'm saying? Yep. I just going to need two people there. All right, I'm 0 for 1. Question number two. What was the first televised vice presidential debate? Ooh, I'm going to say... Uh, oh. because, because the first presidential debate was televised was, was uh, Nixon and Kennedy in 1960. Yeah. But what was the first vice presidential debate? I'm going to say uh, Mondale Bush. Uh, Mondale Dole. Mondale Dole. 1976. Damn it, I got half of it right. That's so I'm, good. I'm, I'm giving you, I think we're going to oh, give you. Oh, one and one. Partial, I got a tie. We're going to give you partial credit. I'll take a tie. That's okay. On my record, that looks good. Right, let's see if I can, let's see if I can tie this up with a win here. Last question. Rubber match. One of the Watergate burglars died a couple of years ago, but his death was just announced this week. Who was it? Holy smokes. No. Guess again. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, 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 one of the Watergate burglars? Well, I don't know any of the burglars. I know all those conspirator guys. Uh, the guy who was in charge of the I actual burglary guy. team, a guy oh, named oh, uh, James McCord. Oh, McCord! Yeah, that's right. He was the guy who Not wrote... that Gary McCord, the golf broadcast. No, no. Uh, Although he looks a little suspicious to he, me, too. He has an alibi for Watergate. He Gary, Gary McCord does. He was, Lucky for him. Yeah, he was breaking I'd have somewhere. snapped him up in a, in a dragnet immediately. <laughs> Wow. Oh, oh, two and one. Uh, Josh, that's an improvement for me. My guest today, the great Josh Mankiewicz. Follow him on Twitter, at Josh Mankiewicz. All right, let me spell it for the goys. M-A-N-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z. Watch him slow roast victim after victim on NBC's Dateline. And if he writes a book, you got a book out yet? Not yet. Uh, soon, read it, because it's going to crush. Josh, thank you so much thank for coming. Thank you. Follow me on Twitter, at Chet Waterhouse, and my comedian buddy, at Real Jeff Cesario. Visit Jeff Cesario.com for upcoming dates and all kinds of fun stuff. Thanks for listening. Support my sponsors, True Car, BetOnline.ag, and Pluto TV. If you want more of me this weekend, ooh, I'll be in dreadful England covering the Royal Baby Nickname Watch for TimeToBurn.com. Front runners are Churchill and Butch. That's a weird one. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.